Welcome everybody into another episode of the Shake and Blake Show here in our rooms. Um, John, it's a great time to be a Wildcat. It feels like we've been saying that a lot recently, but it's true. Um, you know, get another win over Texas Tech. Um, was it pretty? I don't think we thought it was going to be pretty. We knew it was a setup for a letdown game. You know, Texas Tech may have been winless going into this game, but uh, we knew it was going to be a grinded out game, and it was. It was kind of a weird first half. But um, it's a great time to be a Wildcat. How are we doing, John? It is always. Well, uh, yeah, especially these days. Most of the time. It's always a great day to be a Wildcat. Um, But, I mean, the game spoke for itself. It was was definitely a trap game. I mean, you're coming off of of an emotional overtime win against your your arch rival and uh, one of the top top teams in the nation. Um, This had a trap game all over it. Um, with Texas Tech just um, with Texas Tech having a lot more urgency of uh, trying to get the first conference winning on top of that, um, just some bad matchups as well for K State. Yeah, uh, before we get into the game any further, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Shaking Blake seven eight five. Make sure to leave a review on wherever you're listening to your podcast and follow the podcast as well. I'll be back live on Wildcat ninety one nine this Friday at six p.m. to recap the Iowa State game. And if any other crazy stuff happens in K-State sports. So kind of getting into this game, I think the thing that we I want to hit on first is we talked about it kind of on Friday is what kind of game would Marquise, Marquise Noel have after, you know, kind of statistically at least struggling the last two games. I think he was a good manager uh, in the KU game, but he came back, he came to this game, guns a blazing, uh, you know, like the Marquise Noel we know would love, you know, hitting 35 footers, you know, getting a little street ball action with a no look pass to Bebe Ugiola. But, but behind 20, back, just yeah. woo, so flashy. Twenty three points, five assists, eight rebounds as well. Was hitting the glass hard. Um, so a great bounce back game for Marquise Duell to kind of you know see the ball go through the hoop and get his get his swagger back. Uh, I mean he he led all scores. Yeah, twenty three points. Um. He he showed up. I mean, after a pair of unusual quiet games like we've seen from him from the KU and the TCU game, he got back to looking like his normal self against Tech. And uh, on top of that would be eight rebounds, five assists as well, a little bit lower than I expected. But, you know, five assists, that's still pretty good. Nonetheless, it's not like Noel played poorly in his last two games. He just simply didn't flirt with, uh, with the 30 points he did to start this to start a uh, conference slate, but he found a way to finish with 16 points against TCU, and he helped K helped K State defeat KU while only scoring four points as well. Uh, so, but many people wondered was whether or not he was in a slump. Um, they uh, previously, you know, Jamie Dixon, Bill Self drew up defensive plays to slow him down. Um. Could he get back to scoring the way he was earlier in the year? And um, especially against Tech, it looked like he he was really back in business. Um, he was just making shots. He was very aggressive on the defensive end. Um, he handled everything against Tech. Uh, well, he handled everything that Tech Texas Tech threw at him, and he just responded with uh, one of uh, one of his best games as well. Yeah, I had a really good game. Now, obviously, when the game 68-58, you know, the game was kind of 
um, decided with a few minutes left after a big 14 to two run um, at the end of the game. But um, like I said, this first half was a little weird. I just don't really know. It was kind of a game of like slumps and droughts. There wasn't a whole lot of like exciting stuff going on besides the Marquise Noel um, big, like uh, behind the back and the um, cool pass. But we, I mean, we have like a 26, 19 lead and then Texas tech goes on a big run to take a 33 to 28 lead at halftime, including just a really wacky half court shot that goes off the backboard. Uh, It was just kind of a weird first half in my opinion, but I mean, a couple of things, it was good to see David Gasson back. Obviously he's been out for a while, only played four minutes, but I think the four minutes he played, he made a difference, you know, getting that size back is going to be a really important, especially when you consider, I mean, like rebounding was definitely a struggle in this game for us throughout the entire thing. Uh, we lost the rebounding battle and uh, Texas tech was really hitting the offensive glass uh, really hard. 23 offensive rebounds in this game, John. Uh, that's, I mean, te- Texas tech shot the ball really poorly in the second half. That's part of the reason we jumped out um, and had the run that we had. They only shot 28% in the second half, but it's just tough when you, Consider, you know, Oklahoma State, we really struggled with against a big, obviously, Eddie Lampkin's just a different beast in the uh, Big 12 yeah. with, uh, you know, what they're doing at TCU, um, beating KU by 23 points in Allen Fieldhouse. But, you know, I mean, you know, Abacho and AMAC for Texas Tech and O'Banner, like, giving us trouble. I think that is a little concerning. Um, you know, they weren't giving up, you know, a bunch of points scoring, but just I think the rebounding battle is something to watch going forward. Full transparency on my end, I was not expecting to see uh, Kevin O'Banner a lot bigger than been anticipated because I because I thought he was kind of to the size of uh, uh what maybe maybe an Ish Masood uh, type of size, but but when when I once when I saw him on the court, I was like, oh geez, he he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a big problem for K State. Um, but I think you did allude it to to earlier. It was big. Ha- it was big having another uh fifth man out on the floor with David Ngasson. Of course, he was limited, and he was pretty rusty as well. Um, uh, he came into the game as uh, – well, actually, let's talk about it. He was he emerged uh, as one of K-State's starting five before he got injured um, when the Cats went on, went on to a 10-and-one start. And next thing you know, uh, Abayami Ijiola comes into the lineup, has filled in pretty nicely – uh, with Ing- uh, with David Ingasson's uh absence, um, and I think maybe you have enough, you have a few other options moving forward, especially with the way Ish Masood has been playing. Um, but it is great to see David Ingasson back. Um, in like I alluded to, he was a little bit rusty. Uh, but that that what was it? The flagrant foul that occurred. I mean, that that just kind of kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, free throws probably. Probably compared to his players, he'll have to catch up in terms of a in terms of the improved free throw numbers as well. So, uh, nonetheless, it's still great to see him back on the court. Yeah, with this four game stretch coming up, John. I mean, at Iowa State at Hilton Coliseum, you know they're yeah. coming off a loss too to Oklahoma State, so they'll be they'll be very motivated. You know, play Florida at home. Um, Florida's not as good as they have been, but I mean, it's still a tough team. You know, at KU, at you know, and then Texas at home, TCU at home. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a five game stretch right there. That's really tough. And it's going to be hopefully good to have uh, David Gasson in a more extended role to help out with that. And what's also going to help John 
is the play of Ish Masood off the bench and what he's been doing. He had himself a really good game in this one, 12 points, and was just kind of a spark off the bench that we really needed, hitting some jumpers, hitting a three. Um, you know, they've been calling him Big 12 ish because they you know as soon as big 12 plays started they really like what they've seen so he's really made a turnaround this season he's him and desi sills off the bench i mean i think the way ish and desi you know can play they could be starters on other teams but to have them on our bench just shows you know how talented this team is and how well coach tang and his staff did in the transfer portal the 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 nickname big 12 ish is okay but i'm leaning towards ish for swish masood i mean um, ever since conference play has begun, and maybe it was the Texas game that eventually uh, made things click for Masood, but he has done everything that Tang has asked him while coming off the bench during Big 12 games. He made, he's been making three-pointers when he's open. He's been fighting for rebounds. Very impressive. Like He was, he, he was catching a lot of uh, rebounds. He was stripping the balls from, from, from a few of the big men. From Tech yesterday, he's played some much improved defense, uh, and he uh, and he plays every bit as hard as the rest uh uh rest of the starters on the team. So, um, he has really showed up in conference play. His best was definitely against Texas Tech out of all the games that I did witness. Though he has been one of K State's better players, um, since since the start of conference play. Yeah. And then, I mean, somebody else we haven't talked about, Keontae Johnson, you know, 15 points, 11 boards, um, nothing super noteworthy. I mean, he had the cool dunk and he hit like a, you know, a 28 foot three, just kind of just to show off. Um, inspired. That's an, that's a Marquise Noel inspired three pointer, uh, by the way. So, I mean, if you're, if you're shooting from that far back, uh, if that's anybody not named Marquise Noel, that's a Marquise Noel inspired three in my mind. Yeah. Uh, so kind of uh, we were down 33 to 28 going into halftime. We come out of halftime and we're kind of just, we're going back and forth. I think that start of the second half is when the offensive rebounding problems kind of became more prevalent. And we get down 45, 37, and, uh, you know, it's kind of to get this feeling like, are, you know, when's this team going to make a run? Uh, and then we finally make a, I think at some point we're on like a 23 to five run and with a 14 to two run, um, the win by 10 plus points and kind of bring it out of question. I mean, Texas tech goes to Owen seven, um, somehow this, that's still a really good team. Um, and with everything else that went on in the big 12, like we mentioned, Iowa state getting upset by Oklahoma state and then TCU beating, KU by 23, you know, 83 to 60, just shooting lights out. They shot 53% from three. Jalen Wilson scored 30 points and he just got no help. Um, they've got some stuff to work out over in Lawrence, but we're in point being, we're in sole possession of first place now by a whole game. We're sitting all alone on our throne right now uh, as we speak in the Big 12. Um, it's right. going to be interesting to see where we fit in the AP poll, John. Uh, we've seen some latest bracketology with, you know, K-State as high as a one seed, you know, or, you know, ranked fourth or fifth. Uh, I don't think the AP poll is going to be that aggressive with moving K-State up the rankings, but I mean, I think we're going to be solidly in the top 10. Um, It'll be interesting to see where KU is at, where Houston's at. They just lost today to Temple, who's, I mean, they're not great. Um, that I watched the ending of that. That was crazy. So a lot of madness going on in college basketball. The Big Twelve is still stacked. 
I mean, you could still, you know, still five teams in the top 15, six in the top 25. Um, so, you know, Baylor's coming on their way back now. They've won four in a row now. They beat Oklahoma. Um, so a little rise in the rankings as well. This conference just keeps getting just keeps getting tougher and tougher. Uh, my, my gosh, if if Houston if Houston can't beat the likes of Temple, they might be they might be doubly screwed when they uh join the Infinity Gauntlet known as co- uh, known as the Big Twelve. But I think another thing to point out, uh, uh, concluding the Texas Tech game is that K State. I mean, since since that call, uh, since that late timeout by um, uh, by Mark Adams and all the sandstorm stuff, we which we could talk about here in just one second. But since then, K State K State uh just had all the momentum and they ended the game on a thirty one thirteen uh run as well. So definitely a much better surge in the second half. And you you mentioned it. I mean, it does not get any easier uh for this K State squad. Um. Of course, you're gonna have um, Florida sandwiched, and what what's gonna be chaos, chaos uh, featuring the the next top four teams in the Big Twelve. You got Iowa State, of course, and Ames on Tuesday. That's gonna be a rowdy crowd as always. Um, then you're gonna have KU uh, on January 31st. They're gonna be hungry for some payback as well. Then you got Texas on February 4th at home. Follow that up by TCU on February seventh. Uh, that was that's gonna be also a home game. But really, after that, like it, it kind of it, it kind of drops off in terms of the difficulty because, uh, then then ultimately you're gonna wrap up the season, but uh, by having some of the better teams at home while some of the, while having some of the worse team uh more, but but while you're having the teams that are struggling and make twelve play on the road, so. I'm not saying that it's going to be easier, but you know, it is what it is. I I do feel bad for Texas Tech, though. I mean, there there's no other. Well, I mean, te- there's a lot of like other fan bases that say Texas Tech is the one school that deserves to have to to be uh, deserve to have own own seven start. Uh, no, nah, I, I, Texas Tech. I, I I'm I I really like what Mark Adams is has done. It well, especially in his first year when. Uh, you know, Chris Beard took over. Uh, I mean, when Chris Beard took over for Texas, Mark Adams came in, and I mean, he 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 really proved everything. Uh, that he was here to stay at Texas Tech, and um, you know, you, you're you you bring back Kevin O'Banner, but it's just not a fully transitioned roster. You got a lot of young players. You got a lot of transfers as well. So, um. It's 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 not a it's not it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize the season's been disappointing and Mark Adams definitely knows that um but he's gonna but right now he kind of finds himself in a peculiar pos, uh position being at a helm of a program who has exceeded expectations over the last five seasons so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen with Texas Tech uh, over the next few games as well. Yeah, they're definitely the best team without a win in their conference. Oh, yeah. Um and it's probably not even close. Um so yeah, like you mentioned our de- our this next stretch is going to be really tough, but it does get a little easier. We've got Oklahoma we still got to play Oklahoma twice um near the end stretch of the season and they're probably the worst team or the, you know, they're up there, you know, the bottom half team in the Big 12. 
Um, and then you get some, you know, home games against Baylor and Iowa State as well, which will be tough, but um, still a little more doable. Um, I did want to talk about um, Andy Katz's bracketology that just came out today. Oh, yeah. um, he's got K-State. We met Jerry Palm as K-State as a one seed, which is just crazy. Um, and then uh, another thing I think is cool, Andy Katz has K-State as a two seed. Um, I don't remember who we're playing as the 15th seed, but if we were to win – uh, we would play the winner of Illinois and Arizona State in Andy Katz's bracket, and t- to possibly have, you know, in this hypothetical scenario, yeah. possibility of Jerome Tang versus Brad Underwood, just for you know, for K State fans, I think would be just so kind of like weird just to see like this is you know Jerome Tang, the guy we got, we obviously are super happy with the guy we initially wanted um, at, to K State is just kind of a a weird. Uh, debacle emo twitter is gonna lose their minds if yeah this all happens in 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 fruition uh for for march madness but uh you know looking at but looking at k-state's entire region i mean of course uh he he has to put k-state under alabama one of the hottest teams in the country right now i mean k-state's a hot team but i mean it's it's nowhere to near where alabama's playing right now they've been They've been beating the absolute crap out of everybody. And then you go, then of course you got a few other teams from the Big Ten. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, you got Illinois, uh, Arizona State's also there. But Arizona State hasn't looked all that impressive. I, I'm a little surprised they're a ten seed, but man, a potential matchup with Illinois. Uh, man, well, you got three, you got three out of four teams that Bruce Weber uh once coached. You got <laughs> Illinois. Uh, Milwaukee and K State in the same in the same little pod in Des Moines, like, oh man, that that's some crazy stuff. Uh, that that is some crazy stuff for sure. Wow, yeah, you talked about Alabama's whooping everybody. I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, like their last you know ten games, they've pretty much beaten every single person by double digits. I mean, they beat LSU by forty. Um, they lost to Gonzaga, which hasn't which hasn't aged great. Gonzaga's not quite the team that they usually are. But yeah, that Alabama team is really, really, really good. So um there's, there's still a long way to go, but it feels good to be alone in first place in the Big 12. But these next few games are definitely gonna kind of decide our fate as to you know, we can obviously afford to drop a few games. But if we want to win a Big 12 title, John, I can't imagine more than like four losses. Maybe, probably not yeah, more than four. Four. four uh, let me think. Hey, you was already at two. So, yeah, pr- pr- probably four with the way this, con- this the conference schedule is starting to uh, move further down prior to getting towards uh, prior to getting towards March. But, you know, if, if, Things do if things likely to shift the way they are, uh, in terms of a top twenty-five poll, where you're gonna see K State in the top five, possibly. K State's gonna have to really be, be on their games over, uh, over 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 the next uh next few days because you know because I think because, because Iowa and Florida they're probably get, Iowa State and Florida they're gonna try and give K State the best they can knowing that k-state would be a top five team at the time so k-state's no longer of a hunter of course they beat kansas kansas was behind it and now that k-state's on top of the conference now we're now we're going to be looking at the rest of the competition as 
the hunt itself. Just just kind of from my eyes, it's not like they're the biggest hunted. I think K-State will eventually kind of slip past somewhere, whether it's going to be at Iowa State or further down the road. But at the same time, not, but at the same time, you're in this position right now as the king of a conference. Um, and, you know, you're just going to have to play your capabilities. Man, so so I, I just saw a big hit from the Cowboys and the 49ers. Uh, poor Jasmine, she's going to be devastated. <laughs> uh, but, n- n- but nonetheless, um, yeah, you're on top of the conference now. And uh, it's, it's, it, it's, you, you just got to put it, put it on the court. And if you're able to do that against it, a, a, an absolute meat grinder of a conference, if you're able to, I'm just completely thinking forward to March right now. But if K-State's in the position where they're in the top three of the Big 12, I mean, that's absolutely incredible. I mean, look, we, we, we were preseason projected 10th, and now, but now we could be in the top 10 in the country out of 360 plus teams, I mean that that he there's no other way of saying it. Jerome Tang is definitely one of the biggest miracle workers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think I think that contract is probably going to get renegotiated as soon as possible, so we can mm-hmm. give him uh the you know the money he deserves and stay competitive, so we can keep him here as long as possible. And you know the smaller the number gets next to our name, the bigger the target gets on our back and there's going to be a lot of teams coming for us in these next um, few games. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch and playing again uh, this Tuesday against Iowa state on the road. And how about the atmosphere that we saw over the past few games at, at, at um, Bramwich Coliseum. I mean, especially well, the KU crowd it's I'm calling it doomsday. Uh, but now we're to a point in which we're getting 80 to 90% full crowds and, you know, with some of the factors that came into play with the Chiefs game, with the Chiefs playing yesterday, uh, the weather factor uh, uh, that also took place in Manhattan, um, it was a packed Bramlage, and I loved every moment of it, uh, especially Sandstorm as well. I mean, if, if you, I mean, even if, you, if we're wanting to talk miracle working, uh, I mean, he Coach Ting's approach to the chant and everything he's dealt with the team of uh, the school and the fans. Uh I mean he's just embraced it in a positive way and, and I mean he, he found a way to, to change it all up. I mean yeah now it could be the case of maybe not when we're playing KU, but now when we're playing everybody else we can start chanting KSU, KSU and stuff like that. Um his old uh just be that's some serious dedication when he's just fully uh when he's showing his real leadership and transparency um just it's just awesome to see man it's just really cool to see yeah i'm glad you brought it up the students got a big test on uh saturday with standstorm being played they passed with fine colors uh getting ksu which is great so hopefully sandstorm can be you know brought back knowing that we're not going to get a big fine for you know um getting a big slur on national television so, but I do want to say it's not something that should just be brought out every game now that, you know, we possibly can do it. We still, I think it's still, it's power needs to be saved for moments when we really need it. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's still something that we should hold special and kind of our thing 
um, that we should kind of save for something special. Like the, the baseball team I entered for over the summer, like if we were down in the bottom of the ninth, we would always play pump it up. That was like our magic song. So like sandstorm, this, you know, obviously that's is what, our, is that's, what, that's, that's K-State baseball's home run song. The yeah. Pump it up. Like every time when Dylan Phillips had a homer, then then the song would be going off and, and the lights would be flashing at Toyton. Uh, that that's pretty cool, but uh, I mean, I guess it does. It, 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 the the fact still stands till this day. I mean, whenever Sandstorm plays, K State always prevails. Yeah, you know, I mean, they played Sandstorm at the Texas Bowl last year. Big mistake. Uh, <laughs> Big mistake. Well, no, that was in the game, and LSU wasn't. And LSU wasn't trying. So yeah, uh, yeah. But still, yeah. I mean, it just it just sealed their fate for for sure. All right, John, let's uh, let's hit on a couple things before we wrap up. Um, let's talk about a, a football recruit from the 2024 class, second one so far. It's a quarterback, Blake Barnett. John, mm. what can you tell us about uh, Mr. Balake? So previously, uh, he was ranked as the number one player in Colorado, the 49th ranked QB in the 2024 class, and uh, from my perspective, I mean, not only do you get a big win out recruiting him over the likes of Colorado or Colorado State, although I don't know how much Deion Sanders is going to be recruiting uh, the in-state kids in Colorado as compared to some of the other players. But, you know, Barnett has a long list of K-State players from the bordering states of the West. I mean, he makes a five consecutive recruiting classes uh, as a member of the, of, of the Colorado um, he's also the second Colorado quarterback recently uh, to join the K-State roster under Jake Rubley as well and uh, Colin Klein back in 2012 as well. So, I mean, those Colorado roots, they're digging in real deep for sure. Uh, he has been uh, – he also comes from Erie High School where um, uh, current redshirt freshman offensive lineman John Pastor, uh, he's also hails from there as well. So, um, really cool. Uh, he account uh, Barnett accounted for three thousand five hundred and forty-one total yards and six total touch. I mean, forty-six total touchdowns uh, this past season as a junior for Erie High School. So, uh, it, it, I Coach Kleiman always emphasizes uh, we got to we're always going to recruit a quarterback for uh, for uh, one class, and I think K State found its guy with Blake Barnett. Yeah, it's definitely get it to just get it out of the way early too and knock it out. Um, mm-hmm. Let's wrap up here with some women's basketball. Um, we were talking about it on Friday. You know, they were trying to break their four-game losing streak, and they did. They managed they did. to beat TCU, which was, to be fair, um, definitely expected. Um, TCU also winless, like Texas Tech is, in conference play. Uh, TCU is definitely – uh, a team you expect to be they get out to a you know a huge lead 33 to 13 early on um tcu kind of slowly creeps their way back into the game but they came with the victory 64 to 48 admittedly not really super well played i'm not gonna lie on both sides i mean there were what like i think there were like six air balls in this game or something it's some missed like just some missed yeah. layups too but you still come out with the win kind of you know get a win at home um, after losing four in a row, it's got to feel good, and hopefully they can um, kind of keep that momentum going as they play Oklahoma State on the road this week. 
Yeah, I mean, lo looking at some of the numbers, the field goal, uh, the field goal percentage just wasn't fully doing it. I mean, you got twenty of fifty three overall. Gabby Gregory, she led the team with twenty one, going five of fourteen. Um, so well, for Gabby's sakes, but I mean, the free throws, the free throw shooting has really been, um, what's been uh, uh helping her numbers as well. Um, I I do want to say this though. What well, I mean. But, and this is no shot towards Jeff Mitty. I, I, I think he's done more than a better job at, at serving um, for this women's basketball team. But I think over the past few years, there's just been kind of an offensive slump once we enter conference play. Um, and I think ever since, I think, well, really, after Aoka Lee's 61-point performance last season, there's just been kind of the offensive production just hasn't necessarily been there. And I guess you didn't really need to have as much offensive production when you're playing TCU, but um, nonetheless, when you're shooting 20 of 53, less than 40% um, as well, it's just, it's not, it's not always going to put up a winning factor on the basketball court as well. But nonetheless, I mean, you, 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 you still get a pretty big win. I'm not going to take anything away from that, but uh, just something to kind of monitor as a see, as we move further on in the season. Yeah. Hopefully it's an opportunity to kind of turn the corner and get things back on track. Um, as we're recording this, the 49ers Cowboys game just went final. I just watched um, the lat. Did you see the last play, John? If not, I can describe it for you. Um, so, so there's six seconds left and pretty much, I don't know if they practice this, but their formation was everybody was out wide except for Zeke. He's under center snapping the ball to Dak Prescott. So he snaps it. He gets pancaked by a linebacker, obviously, because he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything about blocking. He's, you know, he's a running back and they try to, you know, set up a quick, like a quick little hook route for a lateral. They throw the route. He catches it just immediately gets tackled. So that's gonna be that's gonna oh be memed on for a while. Um, anyway, I'm not uh, I'm not looking I, I'm not looking forward to hearing her uh, reaction <laughs> tomorrow. I mean, it, it's been it's been smooth sailing so far for uh, for whenever I'm on her show because we're talking about K State sports and she's probably gonna find every way to ignore the Cowboys result. But uh, I'm going to try and mention it. And I mean, she it's it's kind of like a trap. I mean. Like every time I mention something about the Cowboys, she's she's gonna start uh throwing a riot uh about about this this and this for the Cowboys. It's 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 kind of funny as well, but I do feel kind of bad. But uh, I mean, I'm expecting I'm expecting her to go off tomorrow on the on the ra on the radio to uh tomorrow night at six. So yeah, uh, it's 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 yeah. I'm look looking forward to hearing all that and i mean you know we we got a lot of great things going on with our sports shows ha uh as well so um i think maybe unless it unless we're if nothing groundbreaking is occurring over the next few days we'll be back at the uh studio on friday and give you all a good old preview of florida and we'll just see how it goes from there yeah, uh, definitely should be interesting. So let's get out of here, John. Make sure you're following yeah. us on Twitter, follow the podcast, leave a review, and Cats by 90. Cats by 90. <laughs>